Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day celebrates the people who are making Coast of Mississippi such an amazing place to live work and play. Hey, look, if there was a theme to this week's show, it's definitely cruising. We were live yesterday from Town Green. Today, we're going to talk more about cruising and the impact here in coastal Mississippi. Uh, But before we go any further, I want to tell you about a show that's coming up next Monday. And it's a really interesting story. Um, So Associate Justice David Ishii, from the Supreme Court of Mississippi, uh, met a, uh, has a longtime friend that he met while he was doing his legal work named Jack Saltarelli. Uh, he's better known as Bojack. And uh, they ended up work, work, you know, not only did they develop a great friendship, but mm-hmm. they ended up writing a book together of Jack's life. Uh, Jack grew up, he was on the streets at eight years old in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, <clears throat> and uh, became a Bells bondman in coastal Mississippi. That's how that's how uh, David met him. But we had them for the whole show on Monday, where we talk about ja- Jack's life, how they came to know each other, this collaboration they did to write the book, and uh, this incredible story of redemption that comes out of it. So it's not only an interesting book about Jack's story, but it's also a book that says to people in the system, so to speak, policemen, lawyers, judges, and others, never to give up on somebody, everyone, especially depending on where they come from. Uh, they need hope in their lives and they need opportunity. And the story of redemption that, that Jack and David talk about, I think is an important lesson for us all to learn. There is a story of redemption no matter what your story is. So look forward to that coming on Monday. Hey, before we go to our first guest today, let me bring Kyle into the conversation. And first of all, just say good morning. How you doing, my friend? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. It's been a busy week this week. We've been involved in lots of stuff from live shows to the first edition of the outdoor show. You actually are doing some filling in for people there. So it's been a busy week, hasn't it? It's been a real busy week, and it continues today and tomorrow. <laughs> well, look, um, I uh, I had the opportunity because you know I've had conversations this week with Woody Bailey, and Woody is such a, a consummate leader of the cruise and the coast effort over all of these years. But it is awesome, man, to get out and see all these cruisers on the street. You know, he's estimating well over 9,000 people are going to be here. And you count the number of people who don't register, and that just runs the number up even higher. But it's good to see coastal Mississippi having the red carpet out to so many people coming from all over the United States, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And, you know, this is a great place a lot of times I'm probably guilty of it to just kind of take a lot of what we have to offer for granted. And I don't really pay a whole lot of attention to it, but, you know, talking to people on the show, actually getting out and taking a ride during times like cruising the coast, you really kind of appreciate everything that's here and everything that visitors are coming to see and how much they enjoy it. And, you know, they do. They really do go back and tell their friends that haven't been here before. And nine times out of ten, their friends are coming the next year. Yeah, as we, as we you know, on Monday, um, Woody brought David Shoemake with him. David's in the construction business. He's a, you know, he's a commercial painter, does major projects. But he brought him so that he could be 
you know, sort of a, a, an example of a local person who's engaged in cruising the coast and you know, owns all these cars. And, you know, one of the things that was interesting about the about the stories he told over all the years, the, 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 the relationships that he's developed with people literally all over the country. And he talked about like literally going to their kids' weddings and stuff. I mean, they didn't just become acquaintances. They became good friends. And uh, there's so many incredible relationships like that being forged. You know, from people who are outside this area who get to know each other and from people who are from here engaged in cruising. And you just get a sense of how powerful that that connection really is. It was pretty cool to hear that story, wasn't it? Yeah, it really is. And you pretty much see that all over the place of long cruising. You know, you get nine, 10,000 people together. More than likely, that number is really at twelve or 13,000 because there's going to be a good group of people that don't get counted for one reason or another. There's always going to, there's bound to be friendships that spark up and a lot of them will become lifelong friends. Yeah. You, I went to Twitter. I went to Twitter just now and, uh, you know, I'll just flip through it. I mean, what I, what I did is a search on cruising the coast 2021. And, you know, first thing that pops up is Sun Harrow, a lot of photography from the Sun Harrow, you know, being this is the 25th year, uh, you know, someone else just bragging about it and, and posting a picture of cars cruising down. Uh, another d note from the executive direct uh, editor and general manager from the Sun Hero, uh, Blake Kaplan, sharing another more photos. You've got TV stations from outside this area that are putting stuff up. Uh, you've got, of course, local TV station WXXV and WLOX, MDOT, and then, man, I, I just a string of people. You know, betting kings and all these incredible people that are coming in from outside this area. They're all posting for the world to see the great time that they're having here in coastal Mississippi. And as I said to Woody, man, this is probably the most extensive uh, sort of tourism outreach that we do during the year that just showcase the collection of communities that make up coastal Mississippi. Um, it's good to see people bragging about us, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Because it, again, it's probably one of those things that I, guilty of taking for granted you know i've been here all my life and so i don't I, I see it through different eyes and i you know i've experienced some of it you know i've done the mardi gras thing i've done cruising and i kind of stay away from it but you know it's times like these when you really sit back and reflect on it it, it really is a good it, it, it's a good attraction and <laughs> you just it's not big Big time attraction, big time. You know, the message it sends to the world that we're in business, especially coming out of the pandemic. I mean, we had a pretty good cruising experience last year, but to hit a record this year in the midst of sort of coming out of the pandemic, people feel safe in their cars. Milton Segarra said that so many times early on. They marketed in that way, very numbers-based approach, and uh, and it paid off. I mean, people are coming here from all over the place. So anyway, let's, uh, let's move over now to Captain Brian Dykes, with the Biloxi Police Department. Um, you know, Brian, one of the things I enjoy is being able to have this conversation with people like you, whether it be the mayors or chiefs of police or, or fire chiefs all along the coast. Um, the amount of effort, the amount of coordination that has to take place to pull off an event like this is pretty dramatic, isn't it? Yeah, we, we usually start about uh, three, four months out, you know, putting the things in place, the the aid agreements between different police agencies and and uh, different emergency services, you know, AMR, uh, the fire departments, the the various police departments here surrounding Biloxi, all of all of those people are involved in the planning process that goes into making sure that we keep the community safe. 
And I know, I know, and you know, it's a good group of people that come in, but they still, some of them maybe drive a little too fast and maybe they're people who are paying attention uh, to everything but the road and end up hit, ramming somebody from behind. That's just, that's kind of part of the deal, isn't it? Yeah, we, we tend to, to deal with that sort of thing uh, every year. But the, the one thing that people notice immediately are those cones down the center of the highway. And, and those cones serve a purpose, I mean, other than to annoy you. <laughs> they, uh, they serve the purpose of, of focusing the driver's attention on the fact that he's in a lane. Instead of looking around at all of the really cool cars that are out there and all of the sights that there are to see, it, it focuses that driver's attention on their lane and kind of keeps them uh, head forward, aware of what's around them. Yeah, we're going to come back. I want to hear more about the traffic planning in Biloxi, but let's take a step back for a second. You and I, we're just meeting for the first time, so it's a, it's a pleasure to meet you. Where are you from, Brian? Uh, I was in the military, <laughs> so we uh, we didn't really have a place that we stayed longer than two or three years. Uh, my, parent, my, my father was in the military, I was in the military, and uh, we moved around a lot, but uh, our, our people are from, uh, I guess you could say, from Mobile. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, did you ever come through Keesler? Uh, I was in Keesler three different times while I was in the military. <laughs> wow. What did, so what, what did you do? Tell me about what you did there. I was a special agent with the Office of Special Investigations, which is, if you watch TV at all and you see NCIS, it's, uh, that's, that's for the Navy. OSI is the same thing for the Air Force. They're just kind of investigators. So did your uh, did your Air Force time take you all over the world, or did you mostly stay in the U.S.? No, it took me all over. Uh, Thailand, uh, South Korea, Portugal, uh, Japan, uh, several places, Indonesia. So, yeah, it took me everywhere. <laughs> it gives you a great perspective, doesn't it? You look back and you probably wouldn't trade it for anything, would you? It, it does. It gives you some perspective. Uh, my daughter's. Uh, found it difficult to believe when we finally settled here in Biloxi and uh, they went to school, uh, they found it difficult to believe that there were some people that had never been out of the state. <laughs> and uh, of course, they had been all over the place and it just, it struck them as strange. And uh, I, I, I told them, I said, that's, that's simply how it works. Well, you know, when you travel, and I've said this many times on Coach, you have obviously been all over the United States, been had many, many opportunities to leave the country and see other places. When you have that perspective and you come back to a place like Coastal Mississippi, it helps you understand sort of where Coastal Mississippi fits into the world. And I like to say it, you know, it, it gives you greater appreciation for what's in the heart of, and soul of people who live here. I think, you know, hurricanes contribute to that, but, but, it, but in the heart and soul of Coastal Mississippians is a, you know, we, we genuinely care about each other and we're incredibly resilient people and it makes a big difference. Anyway, this is uh, Captain Brian Dykes from the Biloxi Police Department. When we come back on the other side, we'll talk a little bit more about his career at Biloxi and then we'll talk about the traffic plan for cruising. See you after this. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. 
Welcome back to Coastview. We're having a conversation with Captain Brian Dykes from the Biloxi Police Department. And, you know, it's always interesting, Brian, when we have conversations like this. You never know what's going to come up. But one of the things that that I like to talk about when I have military leaders, whether it be from, from Keesler or the CB base or wherever, um, that they that, that I, I often talk about how when people come through here, it, people who have never been here before, but they, they get stationed here, that they often retire here. You know, they like the retirement, the retirement atmosphere of Mississippi. They like the hospital system. They like the way people take care of veterans, et cetera, et cetera. But they love coastal Mississippi. So the relationship between the military community and coastal Mississippi is integrated in more ways than just sort of the official role that they play, but they spin off a lot of retirees into our market, you being just one of them. But um, so how long have you been here? I actually uh, was stationed right out of uh, my boot camp and tech school in 1982, came to Biloxi uh, and was on here three different times on and off since then. It's the, uh, I, I think the reason that people like retiring here out of the military is, is Personally, for me, it was it. It's kind of the perfect blend between an urban and a rural environment. You know, it's it's an urban environment with all of the niceties of, of a big city, but with that rural mindset, that small town mindset. Uh, it's the you know the pace of life. It's that comfortability with with your neighbor. Yeah, I, I can't agree more. I, I totally agree. And, you know, we've got the big cities. You know, Biloxi is a big city relative to Mississippi. Guphorn's obviously one of the largest cities in the state. But what's cool about where we live is that we're this collection of communities, and each one of them has their own unique sense of place. Guphorn's a little different than, Gup, than Biloxi and Ocean Springs and Gautier and, you know, and so on. Um, but together they create this region that is so important and so so powerful. I mean, we're an economic engine for the state from a tourism point of view. Just think about Ingalls and shipbuilding and Chevron and what they do there. You think about you think about Stennis and what they bring to the table. Mark Henderson, who's an entrepreneur from Hancock County with Lazy Magnolia Brewery, he also has a bunch of patents on sophisticated radar technology. Very, very smart guy. Uh, he, he likes to point out that the number of PhDs that are located in Hancock County are among the highest in the world. And uh, there are more or oceanographers in Hancock County than anywhere in the world. So you think about these bookends, you know, again, Stennis on one end and Ingalls on the other and all this other stuff that's going on in between. Um, it's a special place. It is a great, you're right, it's a great, it's, it's there are layers here, but you still have this sort of small town feel which is one of the things that gives it such a wonderful character. Is that about how you would say it? Uh, that's that's almost exactly the the point I was I was making was that it's that it's that feel of community, that sense of, of togetherness, uh, while you still have all the amenities of being in a larger metropolitan area. Yeah, it is. It is so cool. So here we have uh, cruising across the coast that's going on. We have the Vacari auctions that is happening at the Mississippi Coast Coliseum. He tells me it's one of the best, if not the best year he's ever had in terms of the number of cars that are in the auction and people coming in from all over the United States, number of people that are at the auction buying cars. Um, just a cool time for us. And anytime you get a big influx of people, anytime you get a big influx of people, you better have 
you better have a serious traffic plan. And your responsibility is literally devising and then ultimate, ultimately implementing that traffic plan. And, you know, so far, so good. So you got to be pretty proud of it, huh? Well, it's still in its infancy uh, as far as the event goes. Uh, tomorrow is when it really cranks up for the city of Biloxi uh, with the block party, um, which will be in our downtown area all during the morning hours from ten, uh, 8 to 3. And that's where we shut down uh, the streets in the heart of downtown Biloxi and use it for parking and for pedestrian walkways. So people are free to walk around and look at the cars that are there. Uh, that's really the kickoff point for the city of Biloxi uh, being involved in the event. Now the Coliseum's here and that's where the registration occurs and, and the auction, but uh, really the first major event that we have for cruising is gonna be that block party. And then you have just the number of people who are just cruising the Highway 90, Beach Boulevard. And that, I mean, that's just, I would say that's like the destination. <laughs> that's where people want to be, isn't it? And that's the place to, to see and be seen. That's a fact. It's, uh, it's where everybody takes their car to, to, for people to admire. And it's where all the people go to admire the cars. So, yeah. Yeah, just as we're doing this, I'm at my house on Back Bay, and I don't live far from Popsbury Road Bridge, so I can hear cars going across the bridge. And then on Highway 90, when the wind is blowing just the right way, it sort of echoes across the bay. So I'm, I'm hearing this, like, roar of engines that are in the background. But it'd be interesting to know, actually, how much gas is burned during cruising. I, I, you venture a guess on that? Uh, I, I can't venture a guess on that, but uh, every once in a while, the Mr. Woody with cruising, Woody Bailey, uh, they'll have an economic impact study done, I think every five years. And I think that goes into that economic impact, uh, the amount of gasoline that's sold, uh, of course, the hotel rooms, the amount of food that's consumed, all of those things go into that economic impact. But I guess it's... It's not unusual. Sometime, uh, a couple of years ago, we would see gas stations run out of gas. So yeah, that's yeah, that's that's a big deal. You know, speaking of Woody, so interesting. Woody is known at so many different levels. He's known by people who have been coming to this event for you know since it started. He's known by people like you who are involved in helping devise, devise traffic uh, plans. Um, he's just. He's just been the, this ultimate ambassador for cruising. You know, he's been sort of the, the glue that keeps this vision together and the, the culture of, uh, of cruising alive and well. But he is a, he's really a good, a good advocate and a great ambassador, isn't he? Uh, he's, he's a wonderful guy. I met Mr. Woody several years ago when I, when I first started doing these type of events here in the city. And uh, he's, he's always been, it's always good when you have an event this size if there's one person that you can put your finger on to get things done or to address problems or to give out a voice to, it's always best if there's that one person. And Woody Bailey is that one person for this event. He is. And you know what's interesting about him? I had him on the show Monday, specifically Monday, we talked about how, you know, the history of the event. But when you look at Woody, it hasn't really changed in 10 or 15 years. He looks about the same, and he's got that cool, calm demeanor. Mm -hmm. I, I'm sure that down deep, he's probably frantic, but he certainly doesn't show it, does he? Uh, he, he, he gives me, it, Mr. Woody gives me the idea of a duck. Uh, <laughs> 
nice and calm on the surface, but the feet going 90 miles an hour underneath. <laughs> that's, uh, that, that's the feeling I get from Mr. Woody. He's got a lot of friends in coastal Mississippi. Um, got a note from Rick Carter yesterday and Roy Anderson and then, you know, several others that just say it's great to see Woody continue to get so much attention for his leadership at cruising over all these years. And he's not a guy that's looking to get any attention, man. He just wants he wants this event to go smoothly. And over the years, he's developed such a sense of the kind of people who need to be involved and what the plans need to be and all of that. And he relies on the folks who are in charge, like you in the city of Gup- and the city of Bluxy, excuse me, as it relates to the traffic plan. He trusts you, and he trusts everybody else involved in it, and you know that. And uh, you guys sort of embrace this. But when you add up all these plans across all of these cities and all this stuff, I mean, it is a mountain of a project plan. You can you know that well coming from where you came from in the military. It's a very complex plan where all the pieces have to fit together to pull it off. Yeah, a lot of moving parts. That's a fact. So when, let me ask you a question. When you're out and about, do you take a special effort to talk to people who are in town and just ask them how they're doing? What, what's what's your observation about sort of the face-to-face contact that you're getting? We do. Uh, here at the Biloxi Police Department, we enjoy a, a, a really comfortable relationship with the community that we serve. And that translates during these events to officers taking the time to just talk to people that pull up. You know, sometimes an officer is busy doing whatever he's doing in the in the traffic plan. But uh, if he's got the moment and somebody walks up and says, hey, where's a good place to eat? Or, hey, what should I go see while I'm down here? The officer will take that time to, to point those things out and, and just talk to people as people instead of officer to citizen. It would be person to person. Yeah, I know. Listen, I've had the opportunity to visit with your chief on on a number of occasions. And um, this sort of community outreach, this connection with the community is something that's, you know, if, if he had to if he had to write a book about him, you would say his claim to fame is how he preaches that that connection is really important. It's important when you're you're doing sort of like neighborhood based, you know, crime prevention or whether it's. When you pull someone over, you, you can be nice to them, even if you're giving them a ticket. Uh, if you're welcoming someone to the community, you just want to see if they're having a good time. But that community outreach is something you guys preach, isn't it? It is. It's, it's one of the core and tenant values here at the Biloxi Police Department. And, it, and it, we don't do it to pay dividends, but it pays dividends on a daily basis. You know, it's important that the community be able to, to trust what the police department is telling them. And it's important for us to be able to be open and honest with the community that we serve. Well, Captain Brian Dykes, it's been a pleasure to meet you. Um, I hope you continue to have an amazing cruise in the coast. And uh, maybe we'll have you back on to talk about some other subjects someday. But I appreciate you joining me. Oh, anytime. Just give me a call. Okay, Brian, have a great day. And we'll see you after this. Thank you. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.